0: Damn, Dolly, you going crazy, you? Welcome back to the Diamonds a Dozen podcast, where we navigate through life's pains, pressures, and processes. I am your host and anchor, Delsha Stewart, and thank you for tuning in today. You are now tuned into episode twenty-seven. Good grief! I would like to shout out the latest country that is tuned in: Denmark. Velkommen, tak so du Welcome and thank you for tuning in. So, good grief is an idiom, it's an expression that is often used to express annoyance or surprise. But I want to take a spin on this and talk about how grief can be good. Can grief be good? Absolutely, it can. But before we get in this episode, I'm going to do a year end review because Diamonds a Dozen is officially a year. Oh, that is no easy feat to do something consistently for a year so big ups be proud of you i'm thankful for you all of those who have tuned in who have shared the podcast who have shared the link with your friends who have subscribed i greatly appreciate it so let's do a year-end review especially if you're new here so our first episode last december was called surfboard surfboard and we were actually talking about grief and riding the waves of grief learning to navigate that space we talked about people pleasing and the patterns thereof. we talked about overcoming perfectionism and picture perfect illusion what else did we talk about we talked about not accepting the label of black sheep or being the black sheep of the family and what that looks like we talked about building healthy friendships and relationships and letting go of codependency we talked about how to navigate and handle life's unexpected moments we talked about life and death being in the power of our tongue we talked about the power of the words that we speak and how they shape and create our world's we talked about coming out of the whole phase and overcoming sexual immorality. We talked about dealing with loneliness. And we also talked about something more personal about how I came out of the religious system and the religious context of church and why I came out of the NPHC and the Black Greek Letter sororities and fraternities and what is really going on within them we talked about self-sabotage. We talked about the imposter syndrome. We talked about the importance of our spiritual disciplines as believers in Christ, as fasting and prayer. We talked about learning to celebrate your wins. A win is a win, no matter big or small, you should be celebrating those victories. We talked about Navigating through forgiveness and the hindrances that come with unforgiveness. We talked about knowing when to save a relationship and when to sever it. We discussed the importance of waiting on God and receiving instructions from him on how to move and navigate our lives and how our steps are ordered. But we have to first hear from him. We talked about finding comfort in disappointment. We talked about understanding the importance and value of rest and not just physical rest, but mental and emotional rest, unplugging from social media, having a bedri- bedtime routine and a self-care routine. We talked about creativity and how it's unlimited and the many different facets of creativity out in and out of the box. We exposed and confronted fear that may be lying underneath the surface and manifesting in different ways like procrastination and stagnancy. We talked about how all things work together for our good, even when it doesn't feel good. We talked about love versus lust and all the identifiers of that. And we talked about the road to recovery after heartbreak because it's not always instantaneous. So, if you need that episode, that one is called Heartbreak Hotel. We talked about Tis This Season. We talked about the identifiers of seasonal depression and how you can be in a cycle and how to identify it and going to therapy and working through seasonal depression. and our last episode, we talked about going from survival mode and being thrust into thriving. So now we're into good grief. Let's call this episode, if I had a subtitle, it would be griefology, the study of grief, because honestly, you have to study your grief. You have to know what your triggers are and you have to study your pain, right? we learned in surfboard surfboard that grief is a response to loss and it's not limited to the death of a person or the loss of a pet you know it comes with losing a job or losing a position losing an important role in somebody's life or in a company it comes with the loss of possessions it comes with divorce it comes with extreme changes in life and changes in environment moving to a new city, moving to a new state, and it goes on and on. So your first diamond for this episode is the book Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. This is a good book. It gives a huge breakdown, and I read this book maybe once every year or once every two years to brush up on boundaries. It's a very, very good book. Your second diamond for this episode is Good Boundaries and Goodbyes by Lisa Terrakirst. And I we read this book this year, and there is a chapter that was so eye-opening for me, and it was called A Million Little Funerals. Why? Because grief comes in different ways, in different forms, and you have to process through it each time. So it feels like a million. Little funerals, right? And so you have to process through the disappointment, the sadness, the pain, the anger. You have to learn to let go. You have to accept what is and what you have to accept what things are and what they are not, especially when it comes to relationships, because sometimes we can have our own fantasy of what we have created in our head, and that's not the reality of what that thing was. Okay. When you grieve, you come to a place of self-reflection. You come to a place of processing all of these emotions. And that leads you to a place to begin to heal, right? You heal emotionally and you heal psychologically. And it's a good thing. So good grief. So diamond number three for this episode is that unhealed grief unhealed emotions unhealed trauma can lead to suppression projection or it can be passed down through generations it can also cause long-term mental health issues if it's not addressed and what do i mean by passed down through generations there's such a thing called generational trauma This is your next diamond, diamond number four. It's a book called It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. And in this book, there are different accounts of people who are experiencing things that somebody in their family history actually went through. So for example, there was a young lady who began to dream of furnaces. She was had anxiety about being burned alive and things that she had never experienced in real life before or even seen. But because her grandmother was a Holocaust survivor who did not process or heal from her trauma, guess what? The granddaughter inherited this trauma from her grandmother's actual experience. There was another gentleman in this book who had extreme anxiety about dying he would have shivers night terrors cold just it wasn't making sense and then he had this dream that he was just going to die early and die traumatically why because his great grandfather actually died in a snowstorm in a freak accident being electrocuted by a live wire and so the great grandson began to experience things in his dreams having anxiety, like having feelings of just shivering, even though it wasn't cold outside because there was generational trauma that was not addressed. So this is serious. If you have grief, if you have emotions, if you have trauma, get healed. It is your responsibility. You don't want to pass it down to somebody else in the the generation. You don't want to begin to project your toxic emotions or unhinged emotions on other people or take your emotions out on other people you want to be able to manage yourself to be self-controlled to to learn your triggers so that you're able to be healed and whole and know how you function so diamond number five is another book that i read And it's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by therapist Nedra Glover Tawab. And I like this book because of the example she gave about boundaries. So boundaries can be defined as a gateway to health and safety in your relationships. So in her book, she gives the example of how on an airplane, We are instructed to put on our oxygen mask first before we help others. If the plane is going down, you need to take care of yourself first. Put on your oxygen mask before you try to help somebody else put theirs on. But in her book, she explains that we, when it comes to helping others, when it comes to people pleasing, we often leave our oxygen mask off and go try to help other people with their oxygen masks. And that is a form of neglect and not a form of self-care. So I love that example in that book. It really stood out to me. Your next diamond in diamond number six is that there is a difference between a mistake and patterns of misuse and abuse in a relationship. A mistake is a one-time thing that a person begins to adjust themselves and their behavior. Misuse is frequent mistakes, in quotation marks, but no change in behavior. And you know what abuse is. It can be financial, physical, it can be emotional, it can be verbal. So there is a difference. Diamond number seven, you cannot build trust that keeps getting broken so when things people will say oh i'm going to get better i'm going to do better that's not the same thing as being healed that's not the same thing as changing your behavior that's not the same thing as being empathetic to other people's needs right and so you have to be able to build trust in a relationship that is a foundational principle Diamond number eight, love is unconditional, but emotional and relational access is not. This is huge. This is huge that I learned from um, good boundaries and goodbyes. Why? Because everybody is deserving of your love. That is a commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. But not everybody is equipped or has the capacity to have relational and emotional access to you. It's like if you you when you are vulnerable in a relationship and you open yourself up and you give people emotional access to you that comes with a level of trust and responsibility, you're giving them keys, right? If you have a custodian that's stealing from the supply closet, you're not going to continue to keep giving them keys. If they're taking stuff home, or they're not Keeping up with the maintenance of that supply closet You're going to find somebody else And sometimes we have to do that In relationships When people do not have the relational capacity And they are not being responsible With the access that you have given them It's time to revoke those keys It's time to surround yourself With people that have the capacity That have the trust level That have the integrity That your heart needs Or that your emotions need your next diamond and this is something that i had to learn in this season and it is this is diamond 10 you do not always get to heal in isolation sometimes you heal in the midst of being exposed in your vulnerability out in the open and what i mean by that is sometimes the people that relationally cause damage you still have to engage them. You don't get to cut off the relationship. And for me, I realized that was a form of grief for me. I was grieving the fact that I still had to engage the people that wounded me openly. So when your boss, you have an issue on your job, And there's a lack of integrity or there's a betrayal of trust and you still have to go in every day and submit to that authority. You don't get to clap back. You don't get to cuss people out in emails. You don't get to try to throw them under the bus like they tried to throw you under the bus. You don't get to respond like that. You have to recreate a boundary for yourself to manage you because you cannot manage other people and what they do. I don't care what the setting is, sometimes you, it's unlike, it's like when you have an open wound, right? Say you get cut and it's open. So you pour some peroxide on it, you put some Neosporin on it and you slap a Band-Aid over it. That wound gets to heal covered but sometimes relationally you don't have that covering except for Jesus Christ himself. You still have to engage the people that hurt you. You have to see them every day or every week or every month and you're open and you're vulnerable and that's okay. Your job is to navigate through your process of grief. And I remember questioning myself, God, did I forgive them because everybody's clapping and carrying on for them? And I'm going to slap them in the back of their head. People looking at you crazy, like why you're not clapping, but they didn't have the negative experience that you had with that person. And that's okay. That doesn't negate your experience, but you have to manage your thoughts. You have to manage your emotions and you have to manage your responses. And it's okay. Your next diamond, diamond number 11, is that boundaries are biblical boundaries are biblical even the ocean knows that it cannot go past a certain point on land so don't let people try to manipulate scriptures on you when you set a boundary they'll say i thought you were a christian or you're supposed to love or you're supposed to help and all these different things but don't let them manipulate you yes you you can help but Are you graced to help with this assignment at this season during this time? You have to be able to say no. The Bible clearly says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond that is from the evil one. Don't say yes to something when you really want to say no and allow resentment, bitterness, and offense to come in. Okay? You can't get mad at people when you have the ability to say no and you don't. You have to address the people pleaser in you or why you are engaging manipulators in that way. No is no, and that's it. Set your boundaries and make them clear, which leads us to boundary number 12. Boundaries must be communicated, executed, enforced, and sometimes reinforced. If this season of learning and relearning boundaries didn't teach me anything else, is that sometimes... I had boundaries, but I did not enforce them correctly, or I had boundaries and I didn't communicate them as clearly as I thought they did and as I thought I did. So once again, boundaries must be communicated, executed, enforced, and sometimes reinforced because sometimes people don't get it. You have to teach people how to treat you. Now, if a person has a repeated pattern of violating your boundaries, it's a no. They just don't have access to you in that way anymore. But sometimes people just don't understand, and it's okay. You need to break it down and communicate it, enforce it, and then reinforce it. Boundary number 12. Ooh, ooh this is a big one. Avoid emotional enmeshment. And oftentimes you hear enmeshment happens in a parental child dynamic or in a family dynamic, but this can happen outside the familial unit. So what is emotional enmeshment? It is entangling other people's thoughts and problems with your own. There is no line of separation. Individuality is seen as a threat. Differences are seen as a threat instead of just differences. In emotional enmeshment, you begin to support unhealthy habits just to keep and sustain the relationship. It's a level of codependency. In emotional enmeshment, you believe it's your job to fix other people and their problems. You begin to agree with everything they do and say, even if you really don't. That is dangerous. This is what happens in trauma bonding, emotional enmeshment, avoid it at all costs. One of the things I've learned... Is that yes as christians and as believers we are to help other people we are to be long suffering bearing one another um but one thing i learned is that you cannot carry somebody else's cross you are responsible for your cross they are responsible for their cross you are responsible for your life they are responsible for their life you are not the holy spirit it's not your job to fix them Or anything of that nature. It's not even your job to carry their burdens. You're supposed to cast your cares onto the Lord. You're not supposed to carry other people's loads and burdens. Carry your own cross. Stop trying to pick up other people's cross and carry it for them. Your next diamond there is a difference between relatedness and relationship. Whoa, what? There's a difference between relatedness and relationship. In relatedness, you may have some commonality, right? It's more surface surface level. There is communication, but there's no deep intimacy. There's no satisfying emotional exchange in relatedness. You handle And communicate with others as you feel the need to you have tolerable interactions with these people without exceeding what works for you without exceeding your boundaries that is relatedness relationships on the other hand there is a deep level of intimacy intentionality respect there is emotional reciprocity understanding maturity and balance, there is a reciprocation, there is a give and take, it's not one-sided, okay? This is key in having healthy relationships. One of the things that I learned in this season was that God was after maturity, okay? Emotional maturity, there were a lot of trials, a lot of heart testings, Um, But I had to come to a place of emotional maturity and resolve, no matter how other people behaved. You are not a slave to anybody else's ideas, expectations, or emotions concerning you. Another thing I learned in this season of my life is that you don't have to wait for a new year to engage things differently or to become new. You often hear new year, new me, but you don't have to wait for a new year. You can engage relationships differently and from a place of newness by setting boundaries, communicating them and enforcing them. And it doesn't take a whole year to do it. You can start today. When going through the grieving process, you must process your emotions. If you need to shed tears, shed tears as many times as you need to. If it looks like journaling for you, then journal. If it looks like sitting on somebody's couch for therapy and counseling, then sit on somebody's couch. If it looks like Going to a friend for support and a listening ear, then go to your support system, but do not continue not to do the work. You have to do the work. You have to accept the reality of what things are and what things are not because sometimes we have... Misguided expectations. We think people think like us and they don't. We think people have the emotional capacity to deal with us and they don't. We think people can handle our life experiences and traumas, but they can't. And it's okay. Accept the reality of what things are, not what you thought they could be, because sometimes we think relationships are going to be lifelong and it doesn't turn out that way. You have to grieve that. You have to endure the process of grief as many times as it takes, a million little funerals. But is it good for you? Absolutely. Grief is good. And I'm gonna leave you with one last diamond for this episode. And that is the scripture, John 14, verse 26 through 27. And it reads, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send at my request will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. And I want to highlight two things, well, three things in this verse. He says, I am leaving you well and whole. This is what Christ wants for us to be well and whole. His parting gift. And the Holy Spirit is peace, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And lastly, he says, I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned and bereft. Bereft means deprived or lacking something, sad or lonely. That's not how that's not the condition he wants us to be in. So even in our grieving process grief is good because we have a comforter we have the holy spirit who leads us and guides us into all truth who makes everything plain to us you can heal you can be whole and you can be well with christ and the holy spirit it says it right here in john chapter 14 verses 26 through 27. so heal well be well and be whole and you don't have to wait for the new year to have new habits to set new boundaries and to enter relationships new or to engage in old relationships in a new way that's all i have for you today thank you for tuning in if you have topics that you'd like discussed Please make sure you are following the Instagram page at Diamonds A Dozen Podcast. You can send a direct message or you can send an email to Diamonds A Dozen Podcast at gmail.com. Our next episode is actually a listener's choice, and I'm going to be talking about the importance of vision and goal setting. So we're going to set it off. For the new year. We're going to end this year right and have a good topic to transition into the new year. But that's all I have for you all today. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time.